Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Clark. I'm joined here with my friends, Tyler and Kyle. Thanks, guys, for coming along. How are you guys doing today? Oh, very good. Happy to be here. Heck yeah. So today we're going to be talking about um, something that we've talked about a lot in the past couple of months, um, breakout rooms, the idea of breakout rooms, both in the live space and virtual slash hybrid audience. Um, my experience with breakout rooms really stems from uh, what we did in Dallas, uh, the Open Network User Group. ONUG, Open Network User Group. Yeah, it, it's tough. There's so many acronyms with the different companies that we work with. But yeah, you and I actually, we planned prior to the event, we were looking at, we've did, this is a conference we've worked on for the last couple of years now. We've done several versions of it. And they have usually have three, four, sometimes five <laughs> and six different breakout rooms, which are, they're all great and just packed with content, which is really cool to see. And we can talk about that in a little bit. But what we wanted to do was elevate the experience to the online users more right. than anything else. We didn't want to have just a camera pointed at the stage with a television with their slides in the background because nobody can see a slide in the background when it's bright white, it's just washed out, you can't see it at all. Yeah. So we looked to see, well, how can we make this a little bit better? We had an operator in the room for the last couple. How can we just really give the tools needed for that operator to take it to another level. And that's exactly what we did. We, we tested, we tried, we walked through the entire setup and it was really as simple as just adding a little baby switcher in the room with an input from our camera that we already had in there, the microphone, and the input from the laptop as well. So just by adding one little piece of equipment, we elevated that experience tremendously for the online users. I was going to say, and, and just a light lift on our side, and I assume the event organizer as well, um, it's not the craziest idea to say, hey, listen, we have the people in the room, the subject expert, there's going to be a crowd. Why not just stream that out? Why not give that experience to the people who couldn't be here in person, but still want to access the event? Right? Yeah, definitely. I think, Kyle, when you and I talk about this a, a lot about, you know, what does the end user actually care about? If we just say, hey, we're only going to have the main stage, but if you're still mm -hmm. charging you know, ticket prices, X amount of dollars for someone to just see the keynote speaker and that's it. That's doing a disservice to everybody else out there. Especially as breakout sessions usually are like for me, I personally love the breakout sessions. They usually are filled with actual information. A mm -hmm. lot of times it's how someone did a project and where they really get into the meat of what I'm doing for my type of industry and how I was able to approach this. There's fascinating conversations because it doesn't have like that high profileness and the kind of splashiness of a keynote keynote main stage usually is like someone who's like very high up someone that's like a name because that's where you're getting people to sign up but like you're using sponsors for your breakout sessions you're using a lot for it mm -hmm. so the ability to provide a better experience for that is awesome for me like in terms of what a hybrid is doing so when we were talking about it because i wasn't a part of you guys kind of testing it all i just got to go on site and i was like oh wow like what you guys are doing with switching between cameras, showing slides, giving that kind of virtual experience of what it's actually like in the room was huge. I mean, it was such a cool, different experience because normally it's like the first question everyone's asked, can I get slides of this, yeah, right? Yeah. You guys not only provide slides, but you gave the ability to kind of hear it from the ex experts. And it's not just a, oh cool, I get to read a slideshow and I don't really know what they're talking about. Especially with ONUG, ONUG gets very technical and very deep. So right. the ability to see what they're talking about hear them say it and see them was just tremendous. I love that because one of the things that you just mentioned there is, you know, I look at the keynote stage as like, that's the hype, that's the marketing, mm -hmm. that's what drives attendees to come because they want to hear a cool speaker. But in reality, the reason why I attend, the same reason Kyle, the way you reason you attend, the conference that you just went to at the Javis Center right. uh, a couple of weeks ago, 100%. you want to go to those kind of more personal in-depth discussions that yeah. I'm going to teach you and train you how to do something. Yeah, or here's exactly. what I did, here's what you can learn from what I did, versus 
let's go out and start our own business, right? Like that's that's the marketing ploy yeah. that's going to get everybody hyped up. But the individual small breakout sessions are really the pieces that are going to get people talking and excited about, I'm going to bring this data home. I'm going to bring this new way of editing or whatever mm -hmm. it may be brought back to the office and say, I'm going to test it and try it out. So that's why I love the breakouts. Yeah, networking and breakouts are why people like to attend this stuff. The yeah. keynotes are always cool. It's always great to say, I did this, but why yeah, do you I keep saw this back? person speak. Oh, right? exactly. I, yeah. I heard... Uh, what do you talk about? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. He was cool, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Kelly Clarkson talked for the entire like yeah. video production. What's she have to do about that? Nothing. Nothing. But it's cool. I got to see <laughs> Kelly Clarkson in person. She hosts a show. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah exactly. Yeah. But like, really, that's where breakouts are just so cool in the ability. I mean... You think about it too, like breakouts, like you saying, most of the time it's like four breakouts happening at the same time. Yeah. Can you realistically bring in a production machine, bring in three cameras, do that? No, you couldn't do that in the past. Usually it was, here you go, here's the slides that we'll provide after the show, or here's an audio recording. Really, it's just, again, talking about how you guys were able to bring in a camera, connect that into a sh machine that switched between the slides, the microphone, like you could hear everything, you could see everything. It was just amazing yeah, such a yeah. cool experience i mean from the tech side of thing we always say like don't set it and forget it how mm -hmm. many conferences have you been to that we say oh my gosh the audio guy's not in here yeah. or the video guy's not in here did they're he having leave issues. What? where so, is he where'd they go <laughs> oh, they're just down the hall grabbing a drink of water real yeah. quick or whatever they might be doing at that moment in time but you want to have a dedicated person in there anyways yes so while they're in there don't let them play on their phone. Mm. Let them just have a baby switcher in front of them that they can yeah. get camera one, camera two, camera one, camera two. It's really simple. It's not yeah. something that is so extravagant and crazy, but it does just elevate the experience. Yeah, and it goes back to, I mean, the keynote and the main stage is what everyone thinks is going to be the best thing. It's going to have the highest production quality and stuff. So, you know, whether they have break rooms or not or been to one or not, they're going to be like, all right, it's just another thing, you know. But if we can have a dedicated person who really cares about, I'm going to make this look like a professional switch. We're going to have effects. We're going to have uh, a second camera, maybe a, a box in a box or video in video, you know. Right, right. Um, just thinking about what we did in the past. It gives that virtual audience like, wow, this whoever's working this really cares about this and this breakout room may be small as a a space and a size, but I feel like I'm getting the full production quality for the price of admission. I, I totally agree. It's showing the virtual and remote audience that you care about them. Yeah. If you just say, hey, sign up, come right. watch this, and it's just a camera points at a stage and someone's walking off screen yeah. for a second because they want to show you something, or you're the hearing fact that lunch. I can't <laughs> actually, exactly, or I can't physically see their slides, yeah. and they are directly pointing to this data point and at this moment in time, it doesn't work. You're basically telling me at home, I don't care. Definitely. So by making sure that you have a great experience for them, you're showing that you do care. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle, I think you brought up a good point. Just talking about spaces. Um, and this may cater a little bit more towards the in-person audience. But talk about, you know, if you don't have a giant conference center like the Javits Center, um, but you still want to do these breakout rooms, um, how is that advantageous to someone like the sponsors um, to get those in-person uh, attendees around and mingling after their or before their breakout room session. Well, it's interesting because traditionally breakout rooms are kind of like the air wall, kind of gross looking, feeling stuff. You're, you're only there for like why there's no meat to it was because yeah. it really is the presentation. Like the content is what matters in a breakout room. But traditionally you are kind of away from the expo floor. You're in a room that's sort of drab. Like they don't touch it up because you, you, it doesn't financially make sense to kind of do that. Yeah. How Onug did it was their breakout rooms. And I've, you talked about this on a webinar recently, but you were down in the expo floor. You were right there. So think from a sponsor's point of view. If you sponsored that breakout room and they're talking and they go, by the way, 
right behind you is that booth that you can go talk to. This is where our talk's going to be. <laughs> it's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Because Onug did it right in the middle in what they did. I mean, we talk about it on the webinar, which you should absolutely go watch. It's on demand now. But they did silent disco. They repurposed the idea of you put on headphones, you tune to a channel, you can hear a specific microphone, even though you're in a crowded room that was loud. So it was really cool how they were able to kind of utilize that space. But also from the sponsor point of view, it's just like, okay, wait, you're telling me that they're going to hear about this amazing thing that this company was able to achieve by using my product. And then they're turning around and I'm right there. My salespeople are there to talk to them and kind of capture them. It really makes kind of that expo floor. You're like put them more attention to that too. spend some money, really get some attention because, Hey, they're going to learn a lot. And then they're right there to kind of keep mm -hmm. that energy as opposed to, Oh, great. That was a great breakout room. Now I have to walk down a long hall and there's a bathroom and, Oh, there's someone I want to talk to and network with and stuff. Like you're missing that opportunity. Like it's just, it's fleeting, right? Everyone's attention span kind of moves on. And if you have to walk down a long hallway to get back to the expo floor, who knows, you might get hungry. You might have to take a call, but if you're in a space that's right there on the expo floor and you're turning around, you get to sit there, you get to experience all that kind of helps. Um, in my point of view, a little bit more, keeping them engaged, getting them kind of connecting, talking to sponsors, which is most event organizers. That's what you want. Yeah. You want yeah. what brings in the money, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. And, and talking about event organizers, why would somebody, um, you know, if we were, if I've told us to bring this idea to somebody, why would someone say that actually makes a lot of sense? You know, how would you convince someone? Um, I'm thinking more on the virtual side and different platforms, you know, like the, the, um, the ability to have that chat, to have the networking component still online, why would that benefit someone like an event organizer putting on a show? You, you can no longer say, if we build it, they will come, yeah. right? You can't yeah. just tell them, hey, we're having this in Austin, Texas. We're having this in Boston, Massachusetts. We're mm -hmm. having this out in Santa Clara, California. You can no longer do that. You have to meet your audience where they are, especially what we've seen during the pandemic, obviously. People got used to, and I was talking with Phil earlier today, everybody understands Zoom, and everybody, mm -hmm. while we might not love being on Zoom all day long and nothing replaces a handshake and the in-person networking, not everybody can still attend. So meet your audience where they are. And sometimes the audience of one is incredibly important. And what I mean by that is you don't necessarily need to have 5,000 people watching remotely, unless you do, unless that's what you're looking for. You wanna make sure that you are hitting the right audience, the right person, the decision maker that is going to be signing the checks at the end of the day. If they might not be able, a C-level executive might not be able to take three days off from the office and come to your event that happens to be in, in Anaheim, wherever it may be, right? Show them remotely, engage with them remotely, tell them that you see you, tell them that I care about you, and it's going to be reciprocated in the chat, in Definitely. that um, that community engagement as well. So that to me is the reason why you should do it. And you're not going to lose attendance over that either. People are still going to come. Yeah. They still want to be there. We use the NFL example all the time, 5 million times, right? People show up every weekend to the NFL, mm -hmm. even though you can watch it at home. Right? And like you said, you won't lose sponsors too, no. because it's like, think about it. Executives don't have the time to go to the middle of blah, 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 to go watch this conference. A lot of times it's like, okay, I can go, I can watch this online and you tell me I can, like the right person can watch this video and it's produced in a way that shows you paid attention. Like Tyler's saying, it, it is so interesting. And when we talk about innovation and breakout rooms, it's kind of cool. I mean, we've been doing events for 
10, 15 years now and to sort of see more innovation happening in breakouts and it's coming from technology like video and other things like that. It's so cool to kind of just be a part of. It, it allows you to, because based on what we were saying before about not necessarily having a dedicated space or a massive room or something like that, you can put a small breakout session off to the side and that could be solely for the sponsors. One right. of the other things that that allows you to do is, hey, you sign up for this package at this level, at this price point, Go ahead and yes, you'll have your booth on site, but then you can go ahead and talk directly to our attendees that are watching remotely too. So there's just, there's a lot of different things that you can get creative, not just, hey, I'm gonna have a booth there. That's the old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's still the right way of thinking, but there's other things you can yeah. be doing too. Yeah, and um, you know, just off the dome here, I think we mentioned a lot of great points. You, you know, we could talk wax lyrical about breakout rooms. Is there anything that we could do better? Anything from our creative standpoint or anything that you guys have seen in your experiences that say, hey, this is great, but what if we tried this? It's hard to do, and that is bringing those remote presenters in. Yeah. But I think you're going to get even better presenters by allowing them to be remote, but also taking those questions from the audience, not just by mm. way of chat. Again, it's hard. It's wildly hard to do. But bringing their faces in person, so that way the people that are actually in the audience in the room yeah. can see, oh, that's... That's Connor that's watching at home back in Boston. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's Kyle that's watching at home as well. I know him. I worked with him. They're not just seeing a moderator read, well, you know, Tyler from Norfolk, Massachusetts. Yes, that's where I live. I thank you. <laughs> from Norfolk, Massachusetts is, is chiming in with a question. That's all well and good. But yeah. if we say, hey, we've got a question from the audience. Can we bring him up on screen? So mm -hmm. to me, that's that's the simple next step. We're seeing that more and more in the, the on the main stage and in the keynote areas. But why not let's try to use that? And we have seen some people try to use it in their breakout rooms, but they're just not set up for it in advance. Yeah. So, right, right. so plan for that. But Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think the more you can take away the friction between asking a question, um, because, I mean, in a breakout room, it, it can be intense. It can yeah, be yeah. awkward. There are people who don't want to raise their hand talking to a mic. Mm -hmm. The idea that you can ask, type a question, but, like, have it show up anonymously is there's ways to do it. I still haven't seen a great, a great way to kind of break that barrier down for people who, have really interesting questions and have the ability to ask them without needing to stand in front of a microphone and do that. Not everyone likes to do it. I, I hosted an event. This was, I don't know how many years ago, but several years ago I was hosting up on stage and uh, they gave me a tablet and it was attached to Slido. So I had all the questions. They didn't have a remote audience. They only had an in-person audience. The, as opposed to having, and this was a big giant keynote room. We're mm. talking, you know, 700 people in it instead of having a person with a microphone run around like a crazy person, they just yeah. said, everybody take out your phone, navigate to slido.com slash XYZ event yeah. and enter your question. And I was there with the tablet and I could see all the questions come through. Now I will say as a host, that was a little bit tough to make sure I was paying attention to all the people there while reading all the questions that were coming in that were just so poorly spelt yep, yeah. because <laughs> I couldn't actually see what we're trying. I'm trying to read. What is that word? <laughs> oh, they're just saying that he needs to tie his shoe. Yeah. That's all I No moderator, that. no real, you know, filters, you know. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to get what you're going to get, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit of stuff. everything at that point. But yeah. th that, that, was, that worked well. Yeah. I mean, keeping everyone interactive and engaged is mm -hmm. always the name of the game in those. That's how you keep an attention. You're trying to keep everyone there. I think the one other innovation we can think about, too, is, like, does it necessarily have to be an hour-long or 30-minute-long kind of session? I think TED Talks makes sense a lot of times like you can present some very good information within a 12 minute span there's ways that like people 
they fit the box a lot of times. And I think what's it, Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins that was saying recently, because we're recording this when they put up the 70 point touchdown, but they're like the defense plays by the rules and the offense's job is to kind of figure out what they're going to do and do the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And I think like everyone kind of checks the box of breakout hour long. We do these four tracks, but like stuff like switching it, stuff like changing up the timing, stuff like changing up where it's located, all are just innovative things that keep people being like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And they're doing something. They're paying attention to this. This isn't just to collect money. They really are trying to educate this industry and educate my people or try to keep us kind of all engaged and networked. I think those are areas that right now could be innovated on. Definitely. Anything we missed? Anything that is top of mind? covered it all. Yeah. I love it. Love to see it. Love Fantastic. To it. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Create Smarter Podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, fab2productions.com, for great case studies and learn about all the events and different kind of things with breakout rooms and other uh, cool assets. Uh, and we'll see you next time on the Create Smarter Podcast.